Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Okay, good night to everyone in Europe, I think. Good afternoon to everyone on the East Coast, and good morning to everyone else here in sunny Los Angeles. This is Megan Cohen, your Promenade Europe correspondent, back with the Promenade Europe briefing for June 24th, 2021. So June is Pride Month, as many of you know. Here in LA, it's a big deal. A lot of places, it's a big deal. I know Poland had a crazy huge Pride March a few weeks ago, or I think maybe even earlier this week. In Hungary, however, they celebrated by passing a ban on LGBTQ plus representative content in educational materials or TV shows for minors with a vote of 157 to 1. Although the passage of the bill was not in question due to a boycott by some opposition politicians. Now, this measure includes a provision that only organizations or people registered in an official capacity can lead sex ed classes and that companies will even be barred from running ads featuring LGBTQ plus people if they are deemed to target a minor audience. Of course, this legislation has drawn immense criticism from the European Commission, which as of yesterday began legal proceedings against Hungary, with President von der Leyen calling the bill a, quote, shame. If the lawsuit does go through along with further action predicted for later this year to determine whether the populist parties of Poland and Hungary should be allowed to use EU funds, the funds could be withheld from those countries entirely. Protests have also occurred in Budapest and even at UEFA 2020, with a spectator running onto the field yesterday with a rainbow flag during the Germany-Hungary game. Well, speaking of UEFA, Italy, Belgium, and the Netherlands are currently the tournament's frontrunners, each with nine points in their group. The round of 16 begins on Saturday, and I know that it's like our whole thing here at Promenade to be as unbiased as possible and everything, but Forza Italia, I am so proud and so excited to watch them win, and I hope that ages well. Alrighty, back to the political stuff. Relations seem to have thawed slightly between the U.S. and Russia after Putin and Biden met in Geneva last Wednesday. Among other topics, Biden is said to have listed 16 sectors off-limits from Russian cyber attacks. Only 16, though. I mean, shouldn't it kind of be everything? Putin and Biden agreed to reinstate each other's ambassadors in Moscow and Washington, respectively, and Biden also warned Putin to ensure Alexei Navalny's safety. Putin, meanwhile, denied that he invaded Ukraine or poisoned Navalny, as well as accusing the U.S. of persecuting, yes, persecuting, the mob that stormed the capital in January. At the press conferences afterwards, both men stated that there was no hostility and that progress was made. Putin paraphrased Tolstoy in saying, quote, there's no happiness in life, only glimmers of it. Cherish them, end quote. Only one day after this summit, Russia did remove Belarusian opposition leader Sikhanovskaya from its police's wanted list, according to the RIA Novosibirsk, I hope I pronounced that correctly, news agency. Now, this certainly could have something to do with President Biden's visit, although it does seem that Belarus was notified of the decision before as well. Heavy flooding due to a cyclone in Crimea at the end of last week resulted in the state of Yalta declaring a state of emergency 
and thousands of homes left without electricity and numerous evacuated. The Crimean government did appeal to Russia for financial support and namely to the Navy for aid with evacuations. Putin did order the Russian military to clean up damage in the region, and it does appear that the Black Sea Fleet commander sent military equipment for aid. On the other hand, the Kremlin stated that if Ukraine were to join NATO, something that Russia has been worried almost to the point of paranoia about for years now, it would cross a red line. And speaking of crossed red lines, two BBC correspondents walked out of a press event held Monday in Belarus to protest the detention of Nexta founder Roman Protasevich. Both journalists noted that he was, quote, clearly being held under duress, a view in line with many of Protasevich's family and friends. 33 people were injured due to a fire at a Eurogas station in Novosibirsk, Russia, last Monday. Social media images and videos show a huge explosion at the station, including a literal fireball being shot in the air. The cause of the explosion is still unknown, but don't worry, Russian authorities are on the case. Moving south toward the Balkans now, Armenia and Azerbaijan have completed a kind of prisoner swap, except that Armenian POWs held by Azerbaijan were released in exchange for maps of landmines that Armenia placed in Azerbaijan-held territory during the war last fall. And furthermore, Prime Minister Pashinyan noted that it wasn't actually a straight exchange or swap at all, but that Armenia actually responded to the release of POWs with the maps as a show of goodwill and reciprocation. This deal, however, was brokered by the U.S. and Georgia, whether it was a straight swap or not. And Pashinyan told supporters that it is part of a continuing process to rescue all Armenian POWs. While Armenia claims that there are around 200 soldiers being held by Baku right now, Azerbaijan reports a much lower number at only several dozen. And you guys just got a small taste of my work from family home life. That should be another thing like WFH is like work from home. And then you have like WFFH is work from family home. Um, So you could hear my dog barking in the background right there a little bit. Sorry about that. But shout out to Pepper Cohen. All right, back to Armenia now. The country held snap elections on Sunday with Pashinyan ending up victorious with over half of the votes. The need for the snap vote itself was a direct result over discontent with the peace deal that Pashinyan signed with Azerbaijan in November. Opposition party Armenia Alliance and leader Kocharian formerly disputed the results, but the OSCE called the election competitive and well-run, with fundamental freedoms key to democratic elections generally respected and highly transparent polls. German Defense Minister Kramp-Karrenbauer stated that she will pull a platoon of soldiers from a NATO-Russia deterrent force in Lithuania after reports that the soldiers sang anti-Semitic songs and filmed a sexual assault at a party back in April. She promises to punish individual culprits and called this, quote, a slap in the face of everyone who works in the Bundeswehr, end quote. Italian and Russian drill rigs, namely one jackup rig belonging to Italian oil field service, Sepem, are on their way to the Kara Sea, Kara Sea, not really sure, in the Arctic for preparations before upcoming drilling in that sea and the Gulf of Ob. These Arctic names are really something. The Russian Arctic has billions of tons of oil and 55 million cubic meters of gas, which Russia is looking to expand harvesting. In French regional elections, current President Macron's party, La République en Marche, failed to gain as much support as they were hoping for, with one MP even calling the poor performance a, quote, democratic slap in the face for all of us, end quote. While this surely does not bode well for En Marche's presidential aspirations in next year's elections, at least they can be consoled by the fact that the incredibly low turnout was also a democratic slap in the face to Marine Le Pen's Front National. The Conservative Party, however, Les Républicains, 
appears ahead of both of the other parties. There will be a second round runoff on June 27th, so stay tuned for the results next week. Yesterday, more than 20 Russian planes and two Coast Guard ships shadowed the HMS Defender as the British flagship sailed about 12 miles off the Crimean coast during a trip to Georgia. The existence of the 20 planes, about 20 planes, are not in question, but there is dispute over whether warning shots were fired, with the Russians claiming that they did fire at the ship and the Brits denying that, and even saying that they believe that the Russians had notified international authorities that they were just completing a military gunnery exercise rather than trailing the Defender. A new EU space program has finally been launched up to 2027. The European Union Agency for the Space Program, or EUSPA, 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 one of those, essentially expands on the GNSS with deeper investments in satellite navigation, Earth observation, secure communications, and more. This, by the way, is not the same thing as the ESA, or European Space Agency, whose membership does not fully overlap with the new program. There also have been ongoing ceasefire violations in Ukraine's Donbass region, including about 22 yesterday. So far, they have not led to escalation, but we are keeping an eye on the region and will continue updating about it. So we actually have a few good news stories this week as well. I think it's really important to highlight good news as well as all the other crazy stuff going on in the world. First good news story of the week, Estonia has approved the world's first self-driving hydrogen vehicle, which will begin operation on July 5th. And Morgan News, the EU Commission approved the first set of national recovery plans within the region. Economy ministers should be signing off by mid-July, but it is a huge step in the EU's recovery from coronavirus. And best news of the week, well, for me at least, Americans no longer will need to quarantine upon arrival to Italy as long as they are vaccinated, recovered from coronavirus, or present a negative test. Things are really opening up now, and I'm about to buy some plane tickets. And just saying, like, I'm not buying them just because I want a vacation, actually. I know things are still, you know, a lot of people are still unvaccinated. I don't want to travel and take too many unnecessary risks. However, I am doing a program there next year in Bologna. It is my first year of grad school, so I will be hopefully moving there in August. Um, and I'm very excited about that and very excited that I don't have to quarantine upon my arrival. And with that little piece of good news, this is Megan Cohen with Promenade Europe. I will talk to you guys again next week, and thank you, as always, for listening and supporting us. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com.